He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We're back here on the FCS Football Podcast. Joe DeLeo and Sean Anderson, a properly lit Sean Anderson. Two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island talking about the latest happenings in FCS football. Sean, there's a lot to talk about, especially with our roadie Rams. But most importantly, again, Sean is well lit. This is a milestone in the right direction. His camera quality has improved. Sean, I don't I don't think our listeners fully understand the progression that we have gone to get to this new level of ascension. We're unstoppable now. We're unstoppable. I'll say this. I was properly lit this weekend. Boo. I have to say also I was properly lit. Uh, apparently over the past few days with the amount of misinformation that I have successfully put out there, you know, just another week of me putting out wrong things without checking myself. So, well, you love to do that. Uh, apparently we, we spoke <laughs> incorrectly on Furman's offense, which apparently is not as run centric as it used to be, which I was used to the, you know, the Devin Wynn era that we witnessed a few years ago. I also didn't know that USC UCLA was being played in Pasadena. Thought it was at USC. Tried to make a shit. point. Same, same. Shit. I tried to make a point though uh, that Montana State is a better place for game day than the Coliseum. I think a lot of people understood the sentiments of my comment, but I am hoping uh, it does not get in the wrong hands. That's all I'm going to say. I am. Uh, I'm pretty fired up to see Montana State getting the the college game day. Obviously, I mean. Realistically, what does college game day do for anybody? Not much, not much of anything. It's a TV show that's there for five hours. Okay, but it's still kind of a big deal. It, it, it's a, it's huge. The, it's probably the biggest or to second biggest TV pregame show. The NFL ones all they don't stink, but they're like ugh, milk toast. The NBA on TNT is really solid, mm -hmm. and then it's college game day. Pregame baseball uh, goes screw. Uh, I mean, it's just pregame hockey. Wouldn't even know pregame soccer, sky sports. Don't care. College game day, pretty big deal. And the brawl of the wild, even with the Montana team that isn't super, super dominant this year, still makes for a very exciting time uh, in, in the bitingly cold expected Saturday to come. Yeah. I'm just hyped that we have a matchup, an FCS matchup getting recognition and this is the game that deserves to get this recognition again i would i think they all knew they would much rather even though the the rose bowl sold out for this game mm. those ucla fans are not going to show up until right before kickoff because they're all going to be stuck in traffic going to yeah. bozeman was the right decision for this instance and now sean i have to say this i don't know if you want to acknowledge this i'm kind of fucking pissed that we got stuck going again. And the irony that I'm wearing the Campbell shirt today, I just grabbed what was in the laundry. The fact that we went to that game day environment at Campbell for nothing, for just the, the, the most underwhelming experience possible. And we could have been in Bozeman for what it would have been an electric opportunity in electric environment would have been insane. I mean, I've said it before. Maybe we it, need to rethink the, the voting. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we need to rethink the voting. I think if you know you're at a school with the possibility of having an environment like this, maybe you call some buddies up and you rally somebody 
because what happened last year can't happen again. Sports writers can travel all over the place all year round, see every college because that's what they do. We, we don't, we're not afforded that luxury. Uh, so the big games for next year, you need to rally so that we can go and not sit in a scary parking lot with no oh, it wasn't a scary part i mean uh, it was just there was a lot less going on and i think we would have appreciated being in, in that environment that's that's all i'm going to say and i, I don't want to spend too much time on uh griping about it i will yeah, say before we, we already get gave to, them enough of the business right before we get to the reach on i do want to just quickly point out something funny that i noticed uh from our listeners that's been circulating circulating in my feed Apparently, people are are in Montana, and I don't, I don't know if it's Montana fans that are are pushing this. Apparently, people are upset that Bozeman was the pick because it's not the proper representation of Montana. Like, oh, if you're gonna go to game day in Montana, that's not the real Montana to go to. How, what? Why are we complaining about this? Why is this what we're complaining about? I, I don't sent, understand. Yeah. I sent you a tweet from a Montana fan. It's like as soon as the news broke, I'm like, oh man, let's see if let's see if everyone's hyped up. And yeah. this is a whole bunch of bitter Montana fans, and they're showing pictures of their uh, their game day environment. And this one gentleman proceeded to post a picture that <laughs> was so bad and so not enticing that it, it, it's just you can't go you. You're not selling wait. anybody on this. You want to find it? I think I DM'd you. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. So the, the tweet that you're referencing is, being a Grizz fan, this really sucks. Should have been in Missoula last year. That was a great environment and had both teams fighting for playoff seats. This also means Missoula has to wait three plus years for game day because ESPN won't be in Montana back-to-back -back years. Pick from that game day. <laughs> that's the, it's the worst game day picture of all time it's the worst game day picture of all time oh my god that's so funny that's so funny and then and somebody ratioed him and said bro i'm a grizz fan too but this is the picture you really wanted to showcase oh my god um no it, it's it's a it's a bad showcase picture it's the first one that i saw it's so typical oh, FCS. Re speak, regardless, just it's just yeah. all I was going to say though, Sean, is to the dickheads who are complaining that it's going to an FCS school. Like I had some people in the office that I'm currently looking at right now that were like, like, oh, I'd I'd rather game day be somewhere else. Like, oh, how good can Montana be? You guys don't know real football. You guys don't know real game day environments. You don't know that this is going to be the best place to be this weekend. It has been talked 100%. about. And we've talked about it on this pod. Our listeners have told us on this pod a million times that Montana, those environments, the Montana, uh, the environments in South Dakota, North Dakota, those are the places to go. And there's a reason why game day is starting to, to do this once a year. It's uh, it, it just gets the entire FCS fan base going. And everybody was already pumped up when they went to Jackson State uh, earlier in the year. And it's like, oh, this is great. Everyone's going to have a show. Uh, it's prime time. It's 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 that electric offense. And now we're going out west between two teams that really don't like each other and two fan bases that really despise each other. 
uh, <clears throat> in the in the what I saw negative twenty four degree cold. Fuck yeah! So there's only really Fuck one thing yeah. to help warm yourself up: alcohol. Yes. <laughs> oh god, uh, we're gonna preview the hell out of that game on our second episode this week. Uh, before we do get to recapping some other things that happened from week 11. Sean, can you share with our listeners a message from bet online? Now with BetOnline.ag, we talk about a bets, the bets that we like to take bets that we don't like to take, uh, or mostly bets that we like to take. I'm going to take a moment here and tell you about a bet that I didn't want to take because it's so scary. And it happened last night. That is the Eagles covering against the Washington commanders. Oh no. Guess what happened? commanders won the game i didn't like that spread i didn't like taking the the commanders the hometown team i didn't feel like they were going to win they did but i had the option if i wanted it you could have the option if you wanted it not a not an nfl fan fine you don't have to bet that nba is going on nhl's going on mma i already yelled about it on the other israel adesanya on my last starve Tennis, boxing, even golf, regardless. Uh, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your, your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you, Sean. Of course. Uh, I'm out of money on BetOnline again. i gotta, I got to put some more in. How did you miss again? What did you miss on? <laughs> well, I told you this. I placed a bet. I had two really good parlays, and the best one that I had, they were all really close to hitting. I was, I needed Jamal Williams. All I needed was sixty yards, oh, yes, and he yes, had fifty nine. Yes. So we're not going to go over that again. Mm. It's just, it's so, I, I like hearing Joe's losing bets. It makes me happy. I, I hate. Oh, I, man, I can't I not bet. But I did make a lot of money on the Astros to win the World Series. I was happy about that. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm very proud and of the, you. And the Phillies lost. Sean, I'm also, I'm also really proud of the FCS guys that are going to be representing the FCS sure. at the Senior Bowl. So for anyone who's missed out on the NFL Draft Prospects pod, which is also on the Hack City channel, uh, we show, uh, Ryan and I talked a little bit about some of the guys that were already invited, but there have been more invites since. And as we get more invites to these All-Star games, we're going to talk about them. But the Senior Bowl is the cream of the crop, and we've seen an ascension from guys that attend this event from the FCS that have big performances that go on to get drafted really highly, i.e. Cole Strange, i.e. Christian Watson. The list goes on and on with guys that have big game built up. Very big game. Um, so far, though, the guys that have been invited are Cody Mock, the North Dakota State offensive lineman, Hunter Lupke, the North Dakota State fullback, McLennan Curtis, the Chattanooga offensive lineman, Jackson State linebacker Aubrey Miller, and then Princeton wide receiver Andre Iosovis. I'm not surprised by any of these. Um, no. Last year, there were a lot more surprising names that were thrown out there. But this is the crop that I was expecting early on overall, just from the buzz that I was starting to hear. And it's not shocking that we've got two North Dakota State guys early on in the mix. No, it's a very good start uh, for the FCS guys at the Senior Bowl. Andre Iosovis, especially because with my fat stats tracking, no matter how not in depth it may seem, my the way I retain knowledge is by reading things over and over and over again. And all I read was Andre Iosovis, nine catches, 130 yards. Andre Iosovis, 10 catches, 
uh, 170 yards, two touchdowns. So he's been on the fat stats before. He's been there, and he's consistently – I think, Joe, you even put him in the previews, uh, the positional previews uh, for the wide receivers back in the in the offseason. Uh, don't I'm remember. I'm almost certain of it. I'm almost certain br- of it. I've brought his name up when I've done – I haven't done a lot of radio spots this year, which is weird. Uh, oh. Maybe I've just completely discredited myself. Sure. But in the one that I did where I was asked about draft prospects, I did I did mention Andre Yosovas. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a stud, obviously. Uh, uh, Cody Mock is uh, – he's a dude. North Dakota State tackle going to the Senior Bowl. Shocker. Tell me when you've heard that story before. Uh, but I just don't want his bit to be bigger than him because that leads to people being disappointed sometimes. And he's a really good offensive lineman. He's a great uh, athlete. He, great athlete, all that stuff. Plays with a lot of fun. Uh, you know, he has fun out there. But just we need to – we need to not no context college football this dude. All right. We need to just watch him as a player. It feels like uh who's buddy that was D3 from uh, Whitewater that's playing on the Broncos now, 77. Uh Quinn Miners. Yeah, yeah. He had kind of the similar thing where his bit helped them and he was a really good player. Well, it happened times... to Cole Strange. It kind of happened to Cole Strange too, yeah, where everyone's Cole like Strange was a big I, I guess he wasn't wearing was he was he not wearing gloves or anything? Yeah, he, he was oh, the dude okay. who had no tape, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. on, and was just dog and dudes that yeah was... it, you see that sometimes when this when this happens when trevor penning uh being being brought there because he's a bully and then yeah. when he got beat then it became a, a much bigger deal so let's just kind of try to stay a little bit objective about these dudes no matter how much of a, a character they might might be yeah and the, the thing with mock and separate from the you know haha he's missing a tooth fantastic a athlete tooth okay he's missing some teeth um Every He's a really four. He is a really great athlete, and I love his story and just not even really a story, but just his development because he came in as like a 220 pound tight end. And if you haven't seen the picture, um, it's it circulates out there all the time. And he's lean as shit. He's so he's so thin. He looks like a tight end recruit. And the fact that he is a trans a, a uh, transition to tight end and he is playing the way that he is. He plays kind of like he's got that tight end flexibility in him. Uh, I think he's a great player. And that's also, it's exciting. We don't get a lot of fullbacks that get invited to the, the senior bowl. And it's something no that kidding. I've, I, I've brought up ad nauseum of like, how good is this guy? Like how is he somebody that's going to be on the radars of NFL teams? And I think this is pretty good proof that you don't typically get these invites for fullbacks this early, especially um, and for him to be in the mix, like I want to see him get some carries. Like, don't make this guy just block and be out there on punt. Like, give him some carries. Use him the same way that North Dakota State uses him. That's what I want to see. I want to see his usage that he's more than just a a, a battering ram of a, a fullback. That's, that could be an NFL cornerstone, though. So I'm not going to overlook it. I mean, look at the career that uh, uh, former main defensive tackle Patrick Ricard has, has made in Baltimore. He's a fan favorite, catches the ball some, runs it some, but for the most part, he's a cornerstone blocker, special teamer when you need him, all that. So so I'm not discrediting a fullback from just being a fullback. I like that I'm starting to see more fullbacks in the NFL being used. The Vikings use fullbacks. Uh, yeah. uh, Washington on, on Monday night was using running backs as fullbacks. Antonio Gibson, it was almost like a Marcus Allen. Uh, uh, um, who was the other? 
was it Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson? And that's it was it. There was another like Marcus Allen was a fullback before he was a running back. And I'm like, whoa. And then I like when teams get creative with the fullbacks, but Hunter Lipke is not Kyle Juszczyk. He's not. They're different builds, they're different frames, different types of offensive weapons. So yeah. as much fun as it is for San Francisco fans to appreciate the way that they use their fullback, it's different styles. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're rooting for these guys. There's going to be more invites that are going to come. I'm always excited when there's unexpected ones, and we're going to have to see who those those players end up being sure. coming from the FCS. All right, Sean, let's uh, let's oh, recap some of the – what? Go ahead. I was going to say, hoping Tyler Hudson gets an invite. He has been looking very strong at Louisville as of late. Yeah, I might be yeah, a little I, bit of, yeah, might be a I just say, receiver group, if I'm being I completely know. honest. I got you. I understand that. I understand that. But I just – I'm hoping. I, I always, if, uh, I always like to be played. If Zay Flowers is going to the Shrine game – Familiar, yes, yes. He's yes, going yes, to the Shrine yeah, game. Yeah, I got just you. to be realistic. I got gotcha. you. Um, okay, so recapping these games, just to kind of hit on these, I feel like everyone's focus is so aggressively just like to get caught up for these shows because we can't watch every single football game every single weekend. I try to go to the top news outlets and read articles, and it feels like every outlet right now is so focused on the bracketology that everyone's kind of turned the page without even recapping week 11, um, which is fine but we still want to talk about these games really quick and hit on them separate from the, not the mistake I made about Furman. They ended up winning, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they won. I'm not giving an apology, which was demanded by multiple Furman fans in the comments on the YouTube channel. Uh, I would like to acknowledge Sean university of Rhode Island lost to UNH this past weekend. And I didn't think a lot of it because didn't watch the game live. Close no game, game 31-32. You're sitting here, okay. You know, you're tracking it the best you can, but you're like, okay, cool. It's a close game, as expected. So I get texted by Donato, the starting long snapper. I get texted by Brady Rourke, uh, one of the tight ends. Uh, got hit up by a handful of guys about this and were tagged in various things that had video evidence of a late touchdown catch by UNH that secured a victory. Now, I've watched this clip multiple times. There is no doubt in my mind, and anyone who doesn't know the clip I'm referring to, I retweeted it. The ball bounces on this alleged game-winning touchdown pass. The ball bounces. There's like no... It bounces aggressively. Aggressively. The fact that a Division One, and not only Division One, but one of the top, if not maybe the top, FCS conference doesn't have better replay capabilities is fucking stupid. And I look, I'm not like, this isn't like a shot at, at D'Antonio. Cause I love D'Antonio and he's come on the show before. This is a shot at the broadcasting capabilities. I need to understand why that's not something that's not implemented and capable of being a part of this. Cause this is going to, this might cost, cost Rhode Island you, a playoff you, spot. It, it will, it, it will cost them a playoff spot. Cause if, if it's flipped around, Rhode Island is sitting at five and two and then New Hampshire is sitting at five and two. All right. It, it, it does, it costs them a spot because Richmond They're unranked beat, right now. Yes. Richmond beat Delaware. It, it's the most, of course, it would happen to Rhode Island thing ever on the brink, playing hard. All their yeah. games this year, except for like two, have been really close, really well battled, really strong. I, I know the Delaware game, they got, they got uh, the doors blown off a little bit, and Pitt was not that pretty. But, 
I mean, you're looking at the CAA standings right now. Baffling that Elon keeps winning games. And Rhode Island beat I'm, – I'm not doing a homerism bit, but mm-hmm. because we're so flooded with Rhode Island's, with Rhode Island stuff that we're seeing it. All right, it, it, there's obvious there's an obvious top half and bottom half to the conference. Towson three and four, everyone else below having bad seasons. Above, you're looking at these game these teams in these games. Rhode Island lost by what two points to William Mary, one point to William and Mary. Yeah. And then if the committee actually uh, cares and is focused, isn't just trying to pass along the buck and just get another stupid team in, they say, okay, let's sit, talk about what Rhode Island should be and what New Hampshire should be, and then maybe possibly get them both in knowing the quality of games that admittedly both teams have played still a close game. It doesn't come down to just one play. If you really want to win, but regardless, if we're looking at the situation uh, with an unbiased standpoint, I don't know if Rhode Island wouldn't beat half the field. If we're going into the playoffs, wait, say that again, out of the, the 24, yeah, yeah. out of the 24, I don't know if a Rhode Island wouldn't be able to beat 12 through 24. So you're, you're saying that they, they are good enough They're to go as out good, there if in... not better than 12 through 24. Oh, I don't disagree. And there's a lot of seven win teams that are going to slot in. All I'm saying, look, is like, if there are arguments to be made for like really weak resume, seven win teams, which, which there are, I have looked at these bracketology articles with a shit ton of teams that are in the conversation. Rhode Island's going to get bumped out. I'm fully prepared. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's like trying to make the argument for like if there was a year at the FBS level and like Kentucky had one loss, it would get bumped because they're not a notoriously good brand. It's just how sure. it works. I guess. Irritating. Very irritating that that took place this weekend. Yeah. Um. All right. I want to talk about some of these other games really quickly. Sanford beat Chattanooga. I don't, I, we said this in the last show. I got no idea what's going on in the SoCon, man. Like, I don't, I have no goddamn idea, man. I, and I can't even sit here and provide proper context. It's just, they're, they actually might knock themselves out of having four teams in. It might, might be one of the circumstances where only three of them get it's in. Very well possible. Mercer lost and Chattanooga lost. They're both sitting at five and two. Furman and Sanford sitting at seven, oh, six and one. Mm hmm. Again, this isn't a Rhode Island podcast. Doesn't hurt the boys, though. That the both that both of those teams lost, and if the and if Furman and Sanford could win again, maybe those teams could give a little bit of help. Which, <laughs> look at it, we're looking at a little better odds. I, I don't know. I, I'm I should stop taking that uh, that way of looking at it. I understand, and, and people I'm sure surely will be irritated. But uh, Sanford came to play. They did. Uh, Michael Hayes, thirty. Not a fat. I don't think I put him on the fat stats, did I? I did not. No. no, he popped off though. 37 for 47, 353 yards and four touchdowns. Chattanooga just didn't have it uh defensively, especially with a quarterback playing at that uh ability. And then Kendall Watson, a catch 66 yards and three touchdowns. The stars were making plays. Stars so were making plays. On, on the flip side of that, though, a game that we thought was going to be lopsided or not lopsided, high scoring. Richmond versus Delaware ends up being defensive, which was really freaking weird. Nolan yeah. Henderson throws two picks, like it, just no passing touchdowns for Reese Udinsky. Like I can't wrap my head around that entirely, and it's just the the continuous proof that we can sit here and talk for hours about the competitiveness of the CAA, and any team can show up and have a big day. And I guess it was Richmond's defense in this in this one. 
yeah. Uh, see. This is the moment of the year where it's the most exciting because nothing is certain. Everything's still up in the air and there's still decisions to be made. So all of the people like Joe and myself feel like if we yell loud enough, we can make something happen. <laughs> and that's what the fans feel like, too. And I hope that we articulate that well to the audience so that they can scream and yell on Twitter and do what they want to do, because this is the most fun it gets. This is as fun as it gets. The playoffs, the first round of the playoffs, always fun. Second round, better competition versus better competition. Maybe you have some magic teams going around. But right now, this is where you're you're feeling the sweat. This is where the tension's coming around. And you're like, okay, we need this, 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 and we don't need this, this, and this, and this. Because everyone wants to make it. But not everybody can. So enjoy this very uh, a stressful week of, uh, of of tension. What do they say, Joe? Pressure is a privilege. Is that, is that something that, that people I, say? I think that's I think that's something that people. It say. It sounds like the most coach speak thing I have ever heard. Uh, are you gonna call? Are you gonna say the? the are you gonna say the magic word? Are you gonna call me what, what I should be called? What a hack? Uh, yeah. No, nah, I don't think it's hack. Oh, okay. But it's well, just so coach better. speak. Yeah. Um, you know what is hack though, Sean, and it's huh. the favorite game that everyone loves to play in the FCS landscape. Is North Dakota State not that good? Ah, so they only beat uh, SIU twenty-one to eighteen. Um, which, look, I'm going to sit here and say, don't read into that, please. Please don't read into that. I don't. Please, think any... please do not read into this too much. It's this <laughs> weird game that we always play every single year when the playoffs are really close in November. And North Dakota State will have like a close win. Everyone's like, oh, oh, is there are they gonna are they gonna lose in the playoff this year? Are they are they the same team? And then they run the table and they're in the final four at the very least. They're, they're gonna be a final four team. Yeah, it's very it it's very, very possible. Let me see what the one last year was. Oh, damn, it's not giving me it right now. I'll figure that out. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna pull it up. You, go ahead. You're not you're not kidding around with it when 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 people do like playing that game. North Dakota State was fourth last year in the standings. Good lord. Why aren't you showing this to me when it should be shown? Regardless, I'm, I'm pulling it up. I'm getting it my up. engine, my my capabilities of searching stink. Yeah, North Dakota still not a game. Not great yeah, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it could happen again this next week. They're going up, uh, up against North Dakota, who. Uh, not no handily beat South Dakota and they're a team that has been playing uh, pretty well. Uh, the fighting Hawks are, are at least being chippy. All right. They've been, they beat South Dakota 28 to 19. So that'll be not a super big game, but a good enough game where we could see the same narrative pushed again. They're, they're obviously running the rock with Tyler Hoosman a lot. Uh, so it could be like a 28, 17 and they're like, they only beat North Dakota by 11 points. Mm. So, kind of in that middling point i like this game though because you don't start playing it until about week six and then after that the game starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger uh so it is a very fun game that we get to play here uh i believe the one that i was thinking of was the missouri state one where they only won 27 to 20 and then uh, wait, i want to see the year before that all right, we're not gonna we're not gonna waste our time here at this. Did they, have a it, no, they had they didn't have a very. You and I kept them close a couple times. Yeah, that's inevitable. Um. All right, Sean, fat stats. Get fat on them. All right, I'll get fat on them while Joe 
goes through his phone. Um, uh, and I check my emails. Sure. I'm glad we're finally being honest about that. <laughs> I can't see him while I'm, uh, while I'm doing this. Regardless, fat stats. Uh, mixed bag. A lot of really fat ones uh, this week. Again, if you, if you had a team or a player that had a fat stat, feel free to send them to me at Sanderson Radio on Twitter. Starting it off, Lehigh wide receiver Eric Johnson. 10 catches, 194 yards, one touchdown. I like the music, actually. Wait, we should, you should pull that music. We need a board, and you should play that when you do this. You got to read through it really quick and do the... Valparaiso running back Aaron Dawson 17 carries 199 yards two touchdowns Moorhead State running back James Lewis or Louis uh, 16 rushes 195 yards two touchdowns I'm not sure which (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to go screw (laughs) all right continue (laughs) Jake Chisholm uh, 32 rushes 205 yards uh, two catches for two or f- for 54 yards. So two touchdowns over like 260 scrimmage yards is pretty fat. Fordham quarterback Tim Demerat. Tell me if you've heard his name on this list before. No. 32 for 45, 482 yards, four touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. He also had a ton of negative rushing yards in this game. Still was able to pull out a six touchdown performance. Elon running back. Jalen Hampton makes the list. 24 carries, 177 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Prairie View, here, here's the, the this one has a caveat, Joe. Prairie View AM quarterback Trezon Conley, eight completions, 15 attempts, 193 yards, five touchdowns. Excuse me? Yeah. So five of his eight completions were touchdowns, and a third of his attempts were touchdowns. What was he doing? I lighted it up. Someone explain that one to me poorly. Um, <laughs> Southeastern Missouri. So, wait, wait, wait. Someone's gonna come in the comments and they're gonna be like, "Well, this is exactly this is actually what happened. Why didn't you watch this game live? How could you not know that this happened?" Preview A and M. All right. Come on. Even, do they even have cameras? We're trying to do our best here. <laughs> All right, go the, ahead. Get a good word out. Uh, Southeastern Missouri running back Gino has. Uh, also notably on this list, a good amount this year, 30 rushes, 198 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Youngstown State uh, running back Jaleel McLaughlin, perennial on this list, 28 carries, 227 yards, and a touchdown. No relation to Brian McLaughlin. Eat, eat. (sighs) Sorry, continue. How can I? I'm not going to interrupt you, I promise. You're lying. I'm not going to, I promise. Montana running back Nick Osmo, 11 carries, 146 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. So what is that averaging? Quick maths says, I don't know, about 13 yards a carry and three rushing touchdowns on that. Jeez. Only on 11 carries. Uh, he also had two uh, catches for 63 yards and a touchdown, 200 uh, yards. He touched the ball 13 times, attributed for 207 yards on offense and three touchdowns. That's pretty fat. Utah Tech running back Quali uh, Conley. Uh, 25 carries, 215 yards, one touchdown. You see Davis running back Alonzo Gilliam, 30 carries, 164 yards, three touchdowns, and capping it all off here. Montana State running back Marquis Johnson, 13 carries, 242 yards, and four touchdowns on the ground with an average yard point yards per carry of 18.6. I mean, I, I that's my pick. Like, I'm not going to overthink that one. Are you kidding me? He's averaging almost... 
20 yards a clip and he's four touchdowns. That's not even close. Yeah. I it's tough for me. There's a lot of really good lines here, man. No, that's the pick. Don't overthink it. I'm not going to overthink it. That's why I'm going to go white with with Mr. Fat Stat so far this year. Tim Demerat, six touchdowns total. Come on. Thank you, Timothy. Um, all right, it's good enough to wrap us up on at yeah, Joe DeLeon. I do a good job at the end of the show. At Sanderson Radio, Hack City on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. Turn on the negotiation. No, notification bell <laughs> so do you want to subscribe or not how can we get you to subscribe <laughs> um hit, what, yeah. what are you bringing to the subscription here uh me? prayers up uh drive safe <laughs> go home find jesus we'll be back thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.